Hi, welcome to Antone Knows. This is episode 107. If you haven't already seen Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, yes, this is a two-part movie. Well, then, don't listen to the rest of this podcast. If you've already seen it like the rest of the world, believe you me, it's a lot of fun. So, you haven't uh, missed out. So, let's talk about it. So, this is a sequel to the Academy Award-winning animated film, one for best... Uh, long animated figure called Into the Spider-Verse, which if you haven't seen that one, you've missed out. So it's really great. Uh, so this is about Miles Morales, and I just recently found out something about this. There was a lot of blowback, meaning a lot of fan hatred towards Miles because they didn't like him at first when they first created him. And I said, boy, I, I didn't know that, but... Uh, multiple verse characters they've done many times before. DC did that with Batman. Uh, they did it with Superman. They've done it with all the other DC heroes because they already established there is a multiverse. So Marvel jumped on that bandwagon. Mainly Miles' creation came from Stan Lee, even though he was created by somebody else. Uh, Lee said once, you know what's great about Spider-Man is that he's covered from head to toe, so any kid can imagine that they're Spider-Man. So he took that theory, this one fella, and he said that's how he created Miles. So, uh, Shut Up Mora is uh, uh, the voice of Miles in this, and he, I, I'm probably terrible at mispronouncing his name, I'm sorry, and Miles's problem is the same problem that all the uh, Spider-Mans have throughout the universe. is balancing a life between being a superhero and being a regular person. So, uh, what, what does he do? So, while he's swinging around Brooklyn, defending the uh, city, stopping muggers, and helping uh, them out, his grades are okay, but they're suffering. He's missed a couple of classes here and there. He goes to this big uh, high-tech school, you know, it's a little more fancy because he's got a brilliant mind, and his father is a police officer and his mother, and they, they have the, both the, the black culture and the Spanish culture going on there. They even emphasize that in this uh, movie. So while Miles is running around trying to figure this out, uh, in, in the rest of the Spider-Verse, uh, Ghost Spider, a.k.a. Gwen Spider, a.k.a. Gwen Stacy, she's tracking down uh, some villains from the uh, multiverse, one a version of the Vulture, and then she's helped out by uh, the Spider-Man from 2029. He is voiced by Oscar Isra. He's the guy that uh, portrays uh, uh, Moon Knight, and he's the one who also was Poe in Star Wars. Okay? So he's got a great line here. He says, Don't get even me started about the little wimp and Doctor Strange and all the other problems. And so he more or less is trying to prevent the uh, the multiverse from collapsing. Uh, Spidey from 2099 is a lot different than any of the other Spider-Mans we've met. He's got claws and fangs like a vampire, and he's got a lot of anger issues. 
he's like keeping his anger in check, but he's very, you know, like when he gets upset, he gets upset, basically. So, enter the villain. The villain this time is a villain known as the Spot. The Spot is a guy who was originally a, a, fellow, a scientist who was called Owen. Now, in the comic books, if you have his first appearance, which is in Spectacular Spider-Man, which was made more or less in the 80s, he was trying to duplicate Cloak's powers, who was Cloak and Dagger, because Cloak could reappear and disappear and send people into this limbo uh, while he uh, could appear. He was more of a darker character, and uh, his partner, uh, Dagger, was more of the light. He was represent the dark. That's basically it. So, while uh, he was trying to duplicate that, it didn't work out, and he ended up becoming the spot, the sort of low-level villain. They played around with him in the Spider-Man 90 series and made him a very interesting villain. At least I thought in that episode he was really great. But in this thing, the spot is kind of looked on as a joke. You know, he's learning how to use his spot powers and he's kind of silly. But as time goes on, he eventually reveals to Miles that he's the reason he's the spot in the first place. When him and the other spider people blew up the collider and prevented it from uh, destroying part of the multiverse, he um, sent. Uh, he was there while trying to find some material, and it was an explosion, and he got caught up in it and got turned into the spot. So he's like, "You created me, Ma. You know, Spider-Man. You're the reason I'm uh, the spot." And you, I'm the reason that you're a Spider-Man because I was messing with the Collider and I teleported a spider from another universe and it bit you and that's the reason why you're Spider-Man. So Miguel, Spider-Man from 2099, tells Gwen he can't be here. He was never supposed to be Spider-Man. He was never supposed to be bitten by that spider. He was never supposed to have any of the powers at all. So what was supposed to happen was their Peter got killed by the Kingpin to uh, he was supposed to stop the collider from the in the first place. So uh, she takes him to meet Spider-Man 2099 and all the other Spire people that are involved in this group that are trying to do this. Before this, Gwen takes uh, Miles to this other universe where there's an Indian spider, India from India, and he tells him, you know, shows him all these cool things. Oh, I got bit by this red spider, and I'm happy. This Indian Spider-Man's a very happy Spider-Man. But... Uh, Miles prevents a canon event, which means we know all the reasons why superheroes become superheroes. Some don't have a tragedy, but a lot of them do. You know, Batman's parents died, that's the reason why he's Batman. Superman's planet gets blown up, that's why he's Superman. Spider-Man, his Uncle Ben died, and that's the reason why he's become Spider-Man. So that's why Gwen doesn't want to get close to anybody, because she's seen the rest of the multiverse where Spider-Man falls for Gwen and he's happy and he wants to marry her and then she dies. 
So, in her universe, her Peter died. So that was her canon event. Here, Miles stops a police officer from getting killed. And so that was this Indian spider's canon event. The spot follows them to these multi-universes so that he could get more and more powerful by destroying more of the colliders all over the multiverse. How is everybody staying stable is that Miguel has given them each these watches that allow them to stay stable in that universe. So uh, Spidey from 2099 fights him and chases him all over there. The rest of the family, including Peter Ben Parker, uh, he uh, has reconciled with his Mary Jane and had a little girl named Mayday. Mayday, uh, in another alternate universe, is uh, the daughter of Peter and Mary Jane, and she becomes Spider-Woman of that universe and even teams up with Spider-Man at least one time and fights a version of the Green Goblin and everything. It's a pretty good series. And that series is, uh, if you have any of those comics, boy, that's gone up in, in price a little bit too. So has the false appearance of the spot. Sometimes you would find things like that in in dollar bins. Now that's going to change. So all these Spider-Mans are like, well, that happened to us, Miles, because he finds out that his canon event is about to happen. He says, you know, you were not supposed to get bitten by that spider, and the spot would have never been created. Now he's going to kill your father. Now things are going to go uh, off the rails. He said, you have to let the spot kill your father so that you can have this canon event. And Miles like, I'm not having that. Everybody's telling me what to do. Everybody's telling me how my story is supposed to go. I'm going to do my own thing. So Miguel goes after him. and They fight. There's a very funny gag about this. We meet many, many different Spider-Mans, including the one that everybody is talking about, Punk Rock Spider-Man, who is from a dystopian future and... Uh, he has a rock uh, a guitar, and he's got this, he talks about this dystopian society, and he says, you know, don't call me a hero, and things like that. I bet you a lot of people will cosplay him in the, the, uh, in the coming uh, Comic-Con. He also uh, is different colored from everybody else. There's all these different art styles, like everybody you can see, when everybody's in color, he's in black and white. So it's like, you know, he's rebelling against even the movie. Speaking of the making of the movie, there are hundreds of artists that set a record on doing this. And they did this out in the heart of the pandemic, so they had to communicate over Skype. They even hired a fan who did a Lego version of Spider-Man because he did these little shorts online, and everybody noticed him. So he did a Lego version of Spider-Man. They even got J.K. Simmons to do J. Jonah Jameson. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. You know, that kind of thing. So it's really great. All right. So Spider-Man is up against the wall, as he always is. And so Miles uh, breaks into the headquarters to press the teleporter to go back to his own universe. So this AI Spider-Man, yes, she's this one girl who controls uh, 
part of the universe. So she's eating snacks in her universe, and an AI version of her appears there. Yes, this gets very confusing. So she sends Miles to another universe, hopefully his own. So he notices this is his own universe at first, but to his horror, he's not. In his uni- in this universe, his father's already dead, and his uncle uh, was the prowler. But turns out, nope. He captures Miles, he says, even confesses to his gaunt mom. All through this movie, he's like, should I tell my family I'm Spider-Man, or would they accept that? Or would they not accept that? So he eventually um, tells this version of his mother, and she says, who's Spider-Man? Isn't that that cosplay thing? So there's no Spider-Man in that universe. Worst yet, his uncle's not the Prowler. He is. When he unmasks, he looks at him, and he says, he goes, I'm the Prowler. And I I, I stood up in my seat a little bit, went, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. Now, one of my buddies, Billy Angus, who watched this movie too, and he said to me, I didn't know that this was a two-part movie. So originally, when it first came out, it was called Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. But they took the Part 1 off because I guess they were worried that people wouldn't come if they didn't see the uh, the, the figure the, the Part 1 thing. would They'll catch up on it or something like that. But that's okay. Anyway. Gwen goes against, she's kicked out of the Spider-Man Society, and she decides she's going to get her own team together. So she gets all Miles' friends, including Spider-Man War and uh, Spider-Man Peter Porker, Spectacular Spider-Ham, and a couple of others together to go and find Miles. So he's trapped in another universe, chained to a pillar, and going to be shocked by himself dressed as the Prowler. How will our hero get out of this one? We'll have to wait and see. The animation is spectacular. The jokes are very funny. And the only problem I had with the movie-going experience was one of the seats was broken. And for some reason, the AMC seats have those problems. I don't know why. I told the crew member... But she couldn't fix it, so... And it was the middle of the afternoon. It was a kind of weird that the theater was crowded, but I guess, you know, and, and in the middle of the week, too, which is kind of weird, too. But I guess that doesn't matter. So we meet all bunches of different kinds of Spider-Mans from across the universe. You do see the 60s Spider-Man, you know, the one with the theme song and everything, which is great. And the spectacular Spider-Man. If you've never seen that Spider-Man series and you're a Spider-Man fan, you would love it. It was shortly lived, and it and it should have lasted a lot longer. It was sort of like an anime show. It was very, very different. We also meet uh, the Spider-Car. Remember the, the car? It's a Spider-Mobile. So it, like uh, Speed Buggy, it's an, it, it's an anthropomorphic car. So it's called Peter Por- uh, Peter Parker. Get it? Peter Parker? Get it? There you go. And we also see Spider-Cat, and he does spit uh, webs that are hairballs. Very cute. He wears a little costume. And we also meet a Spider-Man T-Rex. Why not? That was really cute, too. 
are you game for the next film? I am. It'll come out in March the 2024, the day before my birthday, which is March 29th. Okay, and this is called Beyond the Spider-Verse. So should be really, really great to see what more we shall see with our Spider-Man heroes. Okay? Next time on Anton Knows, we'll talk about The Flash. Uh, is everybody going to see The Flash because of Batman and Michael Keaton? Or is everybody going to see uh, the reason, reason the movie is made without The Flash? Or not? Well, we'll have to wait and see. I'll see you again on another Anto Knows.